2: Thank you to everyone that was in our 6 o'clock hour with the X-Files, a very good conversation about the hiring and the um, retiring in NFL and college football. Thank you again to those gentlemen. I want to welcome in my co-host, Tim Moore, um, also waiting on Duck Riley. Tim Moore, how are you, sir?
3: I'm doing well, Princess. How are you?
2: Doing really good. Doing really good. Doc Basil, welcome to the show. How are you? Good evening. How's everybody doing
4: tonight?
2: Doing good. Welcome to the show, Doc. Um, Thank Doc Riley, how are you, sir?
4: Doing well, precious. I'm just so happy my my homeboy from the Mounties are here with us. That's all.
2: <laughs> so yeah. we can just mention West Virginia over and over and over again. Okay. Oh. <laughs> uh, I think this is Will Harris. How are you, sir? Good evening. How's everybody doing tonight? Doing good, doing good. Welcome to the show. Um, Carlos Bradley, how are you, sir?
0: I am good, good. Hello, everyone.
2: Excellent, excellent. All right.
1: I say the best
2: for last this time. He's getting Ricky Porter status. Hey, Larry Tisdale. Uh how are you? Uh-oh.
1: Oh, Oh, it's already recorded. My bad.
2: What's up, (laughs) Sam? Already recorded.
1: Okay. Listen, listen, I didn't know if Duck, did, du- did you mean when you said you have your West Virginia brother come in, was it Doc or, or, or did Saban
4: show up at your house? Well, well Saban, is, Saban is always welcome because I have sheets for him, but Doc is too, but I don't know if I have sheets.
0: <laughs> is Saban from West Virginia?
1: Yeah. I oh, you didn't you know. You didn't open that one. Yeah. I'm Carlos,
2: then you just then you have just not listened to Duck on this show. We mentioned that at I, least once every ten minutes.
4: I, I, I missed that. I'm
2: sorry. Yeah. yeah.
4: yeah. Now Carlos, just... you, you you know him by saving, we know him by stating. See okay. Okay. I'm not gonna yeah. do that. <laughs> All right, Duck. All right. Let's uh, start, start with Doc. Give me a little open mic, Doc. What what you want to talk about tonight?
5: Well, I know we're going to talk about it later, but um, I don't know how the Cowboys could be so dominant at home throughout the season and have it lined up perfectly for two home games to make it to the NFC Championship game after, like, 27 years and then just choke it away like that. Okay.
4: Will Hurst, what you got for us? Open mic. Yeah, we'll talk about these later, but these
6: wild card games, I mean, other than the game last night, we've been seeing a lot of blowouts. So I wonder what's up with that. Is the season too long and these injuries piling up and these games not competitive? I think there's something the NFL needs to look at.
4: Okay. Uh, Larry.
1: You know you guys talk about this earlier, and I usually lay off of it, but you know, and I think Carlos probably you know started this you know the the ineffectiveness of the referees or maybe the effectiveness of the referees to change the course of the game um, from holding penalties not getting called to blowing on a quarterback being called, so you know it's unfortunate that I you know that it's that glaring. To where the average person is recognizing that there's some real big big issues with uh, with referee
4: okay uh, precious
2: oh doc I don't know where to start um, I, I thank you for calling me last night and checking on me but um I, I think I'm along the lines with doc here is that um, 12 wins? for the regular season and um, you get to the playoffs and you have it lined up to possibly have two home games. You hadn't lost at home games all season. And and this is the product that you put on the field and the performance Um, to the point where Jimmy Johnson is giving a pet talk at halftime um, on his show, hoping that someone's going to see it. Um, But in my open mic, fire them all. Let's get rid of McCarthy. I am willing to take, the cheater, the slate gate, Bill Belichick, anybody but McCarthy. And Dan Quinn, who wants to interview, who's waiting to go and interview several places, go ahead and send them to. But this this is an illness. Um, I don't know what you do now because they can't change quarterbacks. But I'm, I'm really disappointed in everybody's performances, especially um, Prescott's on the field. Um, just a wasted season for sure. Um, And uh, Larry Tuesdale said this to me last week This is just delayed disappointment, Princess And I'm so mad at him (laughs) I'm mad at him I'm mad at Tim Moore, too For preaching yesterday And then getting on the thread With all of those memes. So I'm mad at him, too (laughs) Listen to you Okay, that's it, Doug
3: Open mic, Tim, what you got? Well, you know, I'm celebrating Dr. King's holiday today, and, um, you know, on April 3rd, 1968, he gave a speech at the Mason Temple Church of God in Christ in Memphis the night before his assassination, and at the end of the speech, he said, uh, you know, I've been to the mountaintop, I looked over, and I've seen the promised land, and, uh, you know, while I'm celebrating, uh, I think the Cowboys might be celebrating you know, last night too, where they said, uh, I may not get there with you. <laughs> you as people will get there.
2: Okay, let me turn his mic off. Now, that was really just too smooth right there. Oh,
3: that was good. <laughs> good. On. it all in?
2: Uh-huh. <laughs> Take hey, the rest princess. of the night off, buddy.
4: Hey, Princess, we, wow, we wow. need to just, we on, need to just wow. end the show. in the show right there. Yeah, be- now that was, that was the best <laughs> I've
2: heard <Yeah>. <laughs> I may not get there
0: with
4: you. <laughs> oh man! Oh, All right, Carlos, what you got for us, Carlos?
3: All
0: right, so we're talking about the games. I think. We need to really talk about player safety, and we talk about the length of the season. Um, they want to go to eighteen games within probably the next two years. Um, we see in the in the Kansas City game, we see Mahomes' helmet coming apart. Yeah, you know, it's just that that helmet company was the company that the NFL endorsed. They won the contest that they ran, I've never seen anything like that before, personally. Um, but I think player safety needs to be an issue. And Larry mentioned, which I've mentioned in the past, the quality of the referee or the lack thereof and the control it has in games, that becomes part of player safety also. If you notice, as as the playoffs come about, you will not see targeting calls, because as we all know as former players, you do whatever it takes to make a play, particularly in the playoffs. and lowering your head and bowing your neck is part of the game that you've learned, so that is just part of the game, and then if and when they decide, oh, I'm calling targeting on this play. I mean, like on Mahomes' run when his helmet exploded, he should have been called for targeting because he put his head down and led contact that way. So that's just a normal movement. You duck as a running back, you know how you ran. So it's just all part of the game. So I think player safety is not thought of as much as the NFL tries to make out that it's actually thinking of it at all. It all comes down once again to
4: dollars and cents. Okay. Uh, I want to stay right with you, Carlos, because we we talked about this a little bit on the X-Files. Nick Saban's retiring, and do you think they hired the right guy to replace him? Um, Nick Saban retiring,
0: you know, I think he was a great coach. I do think this past year was very trying and troubling for him. And I think it was one of his best coaching efforts in taking his starting quarterback out, realizing that that was the most talented player he had, getting him in a position to actually lead the team once again. I thought he did an excellent job of coaching through a troubled time, uh, losing a game early in the year. Picking the next coach is always tough, and I think – Picking the Washington coach, who, to me, isn't a household name, somebody that could could take a little time, like maybe four games, and grow into his position and then go forward, I think it was a good pick.
4: Okay. All right. Uh, let's go
5: with Doc. Same question. Yeah, I agree with Carl said as far as, uh Coach Saban. I think uh it it was one of his best coaching jobs and um I think with maybe the NIL and transfer portal I think he just kinda of decided that, you know, that was enough for him and uh he was just kinda of right off in the sunset. And I I think I think Calen DeBoer is a is the right guy on paper. Um, you know, he seems to be innovative with his offensive style but you know, players make styles, and you know, Penix was a very accurate passer, which allowed them to do the things that they were able to do. Um, and I don't know if those kind of quarterbacks grow on trees. Um, I think Milrow is a good quarterback, but he's definitely not as accurate. Um, so I, I think you know he'll he'll have to learn the South. I think it's being a West Coast guy and recruiting those players. I'm sure he'll get some guys from the West Coast to to come to Bama, but. Um, I think on paper it's a good coach. He was a you know a hot coach um, after this year playing in the national championship game. So I think it's a good hire. Okay, Doc.
4: So so you know He brought his whole offensive staff with him. So. Hmm. Uh, yeah. Okay. Wow. yeah, I didn't know that. Wow.
3: Yeah. yeah.
4: All right, uh, Will. Your thoughts on it?
6: Yeah, I mean, I think this is one of Nick Saban's uh, best coaching performances, just the way he was able to adapt the offense to fit Milro's strengths. And he's not going to have nearly the number one first-round picks that he's had in years past, but he was still able to um, be competitive and almost win a playoff game, so credit to him there. But the game has changed. I mean, you got the portal, you got NIL. I just don't think he likes the new changes in the way college football is headed now where you can't, uh, recruit high school kids, develop them, have them sit a couple of years and just keep reloading every year because now if a kid's not playing his freshman or sophomore year, he's going to hit the portal and go find somewhere where he could play. So, I mean, I could see why he would want to uh, go out on his terms at this stage. As far as who they uh, hired, the Washington coach, on paper, I think it's a good hire. I mean, his resume speaks for itself at Fresno and Washington. Uh, my concern is coming to the SEC, I mean, in Washington, you just air it out, uh, spread out, uh, spread the field out, throw the ball around, but here you're going to have to, you know, win some uh, 20 to 17 low-scoring games, build the trenches, run the ball more, especially, I think what made Saban special was he could build an offense for anybody. He could air it out with Matt Jones, uh, Tua, and Bryce, so he could uh, run the ball and uh, build around a running quarterback like Hertz or Milrow, so. We'll see how well this coach is able to adapt the offense to fit the skill set of his players.
4: Okay.
3: What about uh, what about you, Tim? Um, I was surprised that he uh, stepped down now, but I understand it. um I, I, I do think that the NIL and the transfer portal is, a, is really sort of a strain on uh, his perspective on what college football should be. And um, he really didn't have anything left to prove. So, um, you know, uh, while I was surprised, it's probably a good move on his part. The hiring of Kalen DeBoer, I think that the jury's just sort of out on that. Uh, I think he's a good coach. And uh, I think he was in Indiana with uh, Penix as well and uh, had some success. Uh, and then was wildly successful last year and this year at Washington. So, um, you know, we'll see we'll see what he does. But I, I, I think it's probably as good a hire as they could have made. Uh, Sartesian was not going to leave Texas. I don't blame him. Um, and Kent Lane Kiffin would not have been a good hire for Alabama. Uh, so I think they did it probably probably about as good as – and Kirby Smart was not going to come back. Uh, Dabo can stay at Clemson as long as he wants to. So uh, that's probably about as good as they could have done. Okay, Who
2: Whoever followed Nick Saban, <laughs> uh, who wanted that? So maybe it took someone that was not in the SEC or on this coast, um, but um, good luck to him. I did want to mention Nick Saban had 49 players drafted in the first round. 49. Okay. We're not even talking about second, third, or fourth round. You know, but I think the writing was on the wall a little bit. And I saw his interview, Carlos alluded to some of that in our first hour. Um, He mentioned that at 72, it's harder to get up and go 14 hours than it was when I was in my 20s, 30s, 40s, and 50s. He said it's gotten a little harder. But I think also Nick Saban showed himself. He, you know, um, didn't mind calling out Jimbo Fisher and said he bought players. Um, He didn't mind calling out Coach Prime and Sandy Bunk players, I think the transfer portal and the bag being legal, um, you don't just have to leave it at the door anymore And, and with the NIL. I think all of that um, solidified this time and said, okay, let's do something different. Um, and Ms. Terry said, come on home and we'll go to the lake house.
4: <laughs> all right. Well, Carlos, bring it home for us. What you got?
0: I think I went already. Nick Saban? You got me. I
1: guess. Okay, All <laughs> I'll right, finish uh. it up. Though. Yeah. As um, I think about it, I didn't. You know, it's hard to replace Saban any, from any coach from the SEC, anybody that they play with on a consistent basis. I think the shoes are too big. Um, uh, the ceiling was too high. Um, so to go out and and uh, um, and, and get who they got, DeBoer, I thought was okay. Um, I really kind of thought, though, and I, I'm pretty sure he was, he was um, in the mix with Lanning from Oregon, who's had a consistent, you know, um, a career and of, of having a, you know, really strong team. So I thought he'd probably be in the mix a little more, um, but not really upset, you know, with the pick. We'll have to wait and see. I think um, Bill mentioned this is a totally different style of playing, though. Uh, when you're coming here, you're going to have to beat some people up. Uh, you can't just outrun them and out you them. Um, there's going to be some, you know, fights up front. And so I think him and his coaching staff, you know, that's going to be an adjustment that they need to make. Um, so, again, uh, not a surprise. NIL changed everything. I said this earlier in the year after three or four games. Um, this is a new uh, – football is new. And I call it, the, you know, the Dion or the prime. This is new. Um, Dion and, and other coaches like Dion, quite possibly, um, are able to take advantage of the NIL um, because, uh, as Francis mentioned, the bag is not at the door. Listen, we can play a little differently. And so if I can walk you into an NFL tryout, you know, and you could play here um, and you could have some swag and it's okay, um, I think he's changed, you know, uh, what, what football looks like across across America. It will never be the same again. And at seventy two years old, yeah, yeah. it was it was time. This year wore him out. Um he got lucky, Noroy, you know, the the other two quarterbacks failed and he had to put him back in, so he was kind of bailed out. Um, I didn't think it was a great coaching job. I just think he got real I really I think he got lucky. And when you have that many five stars around you, um, and he's not a horrible coach. Once you're quarterback you kinda of figured out how to Allow him to play. Things kind of fell into place.
4: Well, Larry, just so you know, that uh, Lanning was the first one they offered, and he turned okay. them down the same day. So, and the other okay. thing is, uh, I, I hate for you to say that Nick, probably the best coach he ever, came out. So, but anyway, all right, I'm gonna stay right with you. After watching the championship game, did the committee get the right four teams?
1: Oh, I, yeah, I don't know. Yeah, yeah I, 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 you know, I don't know. It's not the teams I would have picked. I'm not sure if I could say it was the right team, you know, because of injury. So, no, no, it wasn't the right teams as far as I'm concerned. You can't, in my mind, you can't go undefeated and not be uh, one of those four teams. Um, that's unfortunate. I don't know what would have happened. Um, none of us can. Um, you know, we we don't have that kind of prognostication. So, as far as I'm concerned, no, they didn't get it right, no matter what the game looked like. Um, and until they figure out a way with the new playoff system, you know, hopefully that it won't allow that to happen again, um, yeah, I still feel the same. So, no, they got that wrong.
4: Okay. Uh, Princess, same question.
2: Oh, they got it right. And that was the best game ever saw, Georgia versus FSU, 63-3. to you know, um, and I know now. Oh, now, seriously, now, seriously, I like what Tim had to say. now I, I don't know if I asked him on air or off air, but I was talking to him. And he said, um, as if you deserve the right to play and to perform bad. That, that may be true. But I thought the semifinals with Alabama, Michigan, and Texas, Washington, were probably two of the best that we've seen in, in, in some time. And, and I think it played out. Um, And Michigan turned out to be the bigger bully um, You know Throughout the the playoffs and in the championship Game maybe a little bit thank you Connor what's his name Stallion or whatever but um, I have been saying this and I'll Continue to say it and I Ask you know everybody on here if Alabama beats Georgia what is going to happen Now if you ask me I thought Georgia probably should have been there more Than Alabama but how can yeah. you do that? They just lost in their conference championship game, but I, I do say this: the committee was disrespectful to do what they did, and that is to come out of that meeting and to announce that SSU didn't was not going to be there at thirteen and zero. Then and I agree with everybody. With, then what does wins mean? What does competition mean? What does playing the regular yeah. season mean if you're going to do that? But sixty-three to, to three. Was just awful, and there were sixteen, seventeen players missing from FSU, but it was about that many from Georgia too. Um, but it was Jordan Travis' team, and it's a shame. Um, I hated to see him go down in week ten. I may not be an FSU fan, but as a competitor and a yeah. purist of the football, you want to see young men succeed and and not get taken out that way. That's the best I got, Duck, and
0: still okay. keep my
4: uh, my gator hat. What about you, Carlos?
0: I think they got it right. I think the four teams were, I think those two games were two of the better games I've seen in years. I uh, I think once they entered, once they put in the eye test in the way a team looks, and if you have your star players available or not, then, I mean, I was at the championship game, Louisville, Florida State. And that was one of the boringest games I've ever seen in my life. I didn't want to see Florida State anymore. I did not want to see them. Okay? So, I, I think it's a tough job for the committee, but I think the, t- the committee made a tough choice and that they made the right choice as far as I'm concerned because I didn't want to see Florida State play anymore because they didn't have their player that made them look like they could beat anybody. Um, so that's my opinion.
5: Okay. Doc. Yeah, I think you can always question whether, you know, Georgia should have been in the top four as well as obviously Florida State with being undefeated. Um, but, you know, since they didn't display how they really could have been with being a full strength in the game, it's, it's hard to say. Like Carlos said, I mean, watching, them play without uh, Jordan Travis. It was it was hard to see, but um, I think the committee, you know, they wanted to get the best four, but I think probably more above that, they wanted to have the best games, um, which wasn't necessarily their, their goal, but um, they wanted to make sure there was no semifinal blowouts like it's been in the years previous, and, you know, that's what they achieved. Um, you know, the, the semifinal games were great, and for the most part, the championship game was as well, so I guess from that perspective, I guess they did get the the, uh, the right in. Okay. Uh,
4: Will?
6: Yeah, with the benefit of hindsight, I think they did uh, get it right. I mean, Alabama versus uh, uh, Michigan in the first round was probably one of the better games we've seen all year. I think with Florida State, it's just unfortunate their Jordan Travis got hurt. I just don't think they would have had a competitive game with uh, Rodemaker or even their third-string QB going up against that. A Michigan team, but I mean, luckily it's the last year we have to have these debates, and we get that uh, playoff expansion next year.
4: Okay,
3: I saved you for last, Tim. What you got for us? No, I think <laughs> they chose four. I think they chose four real quality football teams, um, and um, and they had some really good uh, semifinal games. Um, I don't think they were any better than last year's games. I mean, uh, Ohio State Georgia was a great game last year in the semifinals, and TCU-Michigan was as well. So I don't think this year's games were any better. Um, But um, they had four quality football teams uh, this year uh, represented. I don't think they're the right teams, uh, because when you get an (laughs) undefeated team that nobody beats, uh, they have (laughs) earned a right to compete for the title. Okay
4: i right, I'm um, gonna stay with you, Tim. Let's talk about some of these NFL playoff games.
3: Um, and what
4: you like? It was any surprises? Well, I shouldn't ask that with Francis on here. But
3: anyway, go ahead. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, um, well, yeah. Well, you know, no by the way, Buffalo has Buffalo has come back on. I mean, uh, Pittsburgh has come back on Buffalo, and this is a very good game now um after um buffalo had moved up 21 nothing uh, i just looked in there a few moments ago It it's 2417 but um other than that game and the game last night um the detroit ball game they've been blowouts um, so i'm just i'm waiting till they move into you know a higher round and maybe maybe philadelphia will do something tonight that um against tampa bay that'll sort of, you know, make us happy with, you know, with a, a good competitive ball game. But so far it's been pretty lackluster with the exception of the Detroit game and the one that's on now. Okay, Carlos. I was happy with the Texans winning.
0: Uh, happy for C.J. Stroud. Happy for D'Amico Ryan. Um, that, was, that was great to see. Um, I was happy for Detroit. I mean, just to see, you know, them to come through, them to get in a tough game and pull it out. And I was happy for Jordan Love, you know, living through that mess with Aaron Rodgers and having to put up with that and actually being able to show his ability and win the playoff game and all the check- checkoffs he did and everything he actually did to change the course of the game. I was happy for him. So,
4: um, okay.
1: Larry. Um, he just didn't know,
0: understand so it. I didn't expect it. I didn't expect it. And I didn't quite understand it. It, li- it literally looked like Green Bay just had a better plan than Dallas. I mean, I didn't understand why Dallas had six DBs on the field and Green Bay's running the ball down their throat. So they Green Bay just had a better plan, which means out coached, which means next coach for the Cowboys.
4: All right.
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. Um,
4: well – uh,
1: it was good to see, you know, that Texans game. Um, although I did not see that score. Um, I did not see the momentum and they've been taking out like that. As a matter of fact, that Texan uh, defense looked like much more physical run to the ball, which surprised me. It really did. I kind of thought that Cleveland's defense uh, would keep them in the game and and then their, um, and, you know, season uh, players would take it from there. So that was that was a surprise. The Kansas City game, you know, that could happen, especially in the cold. As soon as it was cold, I had figured that that was out. Um, you know, last week, you know, I alluded that I wanted to see. I thought that the uh, uh, Detroit game would be a great game, and it was. Um, it, it kind of played out like I had hoped it would play out, a really good game back and forth, but hoping to see Detroit win, and they did. Now to Dallas. I do not know what and, – and, and, again, my Eagles are coming up tonight and we're struggling, so I do understand it. And I didn't even expect to win uh, the way we're playing. Dallas I expected to win. Um, playing so well, the number one offense, everything at home, everything going on, everybody healthy. I could not understand what happened to them. Um, watching them on the field, they were out coached. And, and I'm not blaming – and you know what, after watching that game, I'm not blaming the players as much as the coaching staff, similar to the Eagles' offensive defensive coordinators. You got six DBs in and they're jamming it down your throat to where you're choking and you don't make any adjustment. you should be fired and go back to high school because that's an automatic adjustment. Uh, bring everybody up. Um, Green Bay took advantage, and I think Carlos mentioned it. He played behind a real one. And love came out, knew the adjustments, had learned. He had, you know, he was a young Jedi and did what he needed to do. Uh, they took advantage of uh, what the, uh, Dallas gave them and just rammed it down their throat. But to see the coaching staff, you know, the offense and defensive sides, and everybody talked about Dan Quinn and how great he is. There were no adjustments in the game. You're a professional playing in the playoffs. How is that possible? I think they all should be fired. Like, like Michael Irvin said, I'm being serious. They all should be fired. I think the Eagles offensive defensive coordinators should be fired for the exact same thing. You know, for you to get another job after taking somebody's career and their last year possibly of playing and giving them that type of an opportunity to win or lose, you should be fired. I don't know what's up with Dallas. They need new ownership. Um, they need to be blessed with some water fade or something. I don't know what's up with them, but they need new owners. Okay.
5: Doc? Yeah, I think for the most part, um, you know, the playoffs have kind of been true to form. I think, uh, you know, even though the Texans won by a bigger amount, I, um, you know, they they were home, so they kind of helped serve <clears throat> as um, – you know, as well as like, both it's like Buffalo's going to do in, in Kansas City. Um, I, I thought the Rams were maybe going to upset the Lions, and you know to the Lions' credit, they held on. Um, but but I think for the most part, things held service. You know the Cowboys. They you know I give Green Bay all the credit. Um, you know, but I I can't still can't believe how poorly Dallas played. <clears throat> Maya. You know, my son's a Cowboys fan. He he said that he wasn't surprised they lost because he didn't even think they would win. Which I'm like, they were number two seed. They were you know seven point favorites, but I guess the Cowboys just beaten him down, beaten his spirit down over the, all these years. Um, but I, but I think I think there does need to be some changes in, in Dallas. Um, you know Dak didn't particularly play well as he hasn't most of the time in the uh, in the playoffs and. And as was mentioned, their vaunted defense wasn't so vaunted. I think Green Bay only punted, like, twice. Um, I think they, they do need to make some changes. I think that they need to probably draft another QB and, you know, maybe move on from Dak, you know, give Trey Lance a chance. Um, I, I just can't see how they can pay him all that money. I think his, his, his deal ends this year, how they can pay him all that money um, with the results that they've been having. So –
4: Okay. Uh Presses.
2: I got nothing after all of that. Um I I liked I wanted to see the Kansas City Dolphins game. Um and I, I thought that played out like um I, I well it played out like I thought it would. Let me just say that. Um the Dolphins coming up to Kansas City, um, in that kind of weather. I didn't think they would perform well in that kind of um that did. I love the the Rams, um Detroit Lions game, I, I just thought that that was just a Matthew Stafford Bowl, and, and kudos to Jared Goff. Congratulations to C.J. Stroud, and I'm along with everybody else. You know, fire the whole staff. There's no way that you thought that, that the Cowboys would come out and look like that. Um, and then I'm waiting to watch the Buccaneers and the Eagles tonight so I can get in the thread like like Larry and Tim Moore.
1: <laughs> it can't look like that. We're not
4: Cowboys fans like y'all, them boys. (laughs) (laughs) He can't, it there can only be one team. (laughs) Let's go with uh, Will.
6: (laughs) I started with the Texans Texans, Browns. I mean, C.J. Stroud, I mean, you got to start putting his name in the conversation. One of the best rookie seasons of all time. I mean, highest yards per game ever, best. Uh, touchdown interception ratio ever, and to come out like that against a very good Cleveland defense and play the way he did, uh, I wonder what Carolina's thinking uh, right now, watching Stroud play this well. <laughs> so I mean, they'll be tough because they got to go to Baltimore. We'll see how they do there. Uh, the night game, I guess you had Miami, Kansas City. I mean that was predictable with the negative four, negative twenty degree weather. There was no way uh, Miami and Tua and the explosive offense was going to be the same. On the, the next games, I think Dallas, I mean, everybody already touched on it already. Just while well, there was a disappointing performance, I think you also have to give credit to Jordan Love and the growth he's shown since his rookie year coming out as a raw 2B prospect from Utah State, now looking as the long-term franchise guy for Green Bay. So, I mean, he's coming along well. Uh, the night game I thought was the best game of the weekend, watching uh, Golf and Stafford both playing uh, revenge games. Detroit getting their first win since, I think, 1991. So, I mean, it's good to see how uh, Dan Campbell's been able to change the culture there. So, you know, it looks like Buffalo's going to take this one and we'll see what um, Tampa and Philly do tonight.
4: Okay. I want to stay right with you, uh, Will, because I want to talk about the future matchups. Who are you looking forward to seeing this coming week weekend? I think uh, first one that stands out is uh, Lamar
6: Jackson versus uh, C.J. Stroud. We'll see how uh, Stroud does in a tough road game at uh, Baltimore. I mean, Baltimore is probably going to be one of the better defenses uh, he sees this year. I mean, Texans' defense will also be challenged, trying to contain that Ravens' run game. So, I'm looking forward to that one. Buffalo, Kansas City, I mean, that speaks for itself. That's Mahomes-Allen in the playoffs is always a classic matchup. I think – Green Bay, they're going to have a tough time at San Francisco. And then I guess the second game, we'll see what uh, happens with that or who Detroit gets to host.
4: Okay, uh, Carlos. Did we lose Carlos?
1: Yeah, Carl. He's on mute. Let
2: me just see here. Yeah, hold on. He must have dropped off. He's back on now. There you go, Carlos.
0: Okay. I'm sorry about that. Um, well, I'm looking forward to tonight, see what happens with the Eagles and the Bucks. And then uh, going forward, I'd like to see how um, Detroit does. You know, I'm not quite sure who's playing who, but I want to see how Detroit plays and how... That, how Jordan Love and Green Bay continues how they handle it. Okay, and it looks like Buffalo's gonna looks like Buffalo's gonna beat uh, Pittsburgh. I'm, I can't, I don't know what's going on now, but I know Pittsburgh was coming back. Thirty one
1: seventeen. Oh, okay. 17. Is with about a minute.
0: Or yeah, under two,
3: it's two
1: minutes.
0: Right. Yeah. Okay, that's done. Yeah. <laughs> so we got to see how Buffalo's gonna come out of this.
4: Okay. All
1: right.
4: What about you, Larry? What you got for us?
1: Well, obviously tonight is going to be interesting uh, to see who shows up. I have no faith that uh, after the past five or six weeks that uh, these coordinators could make uh, a difference, so I'm not sure. Um, if, if the Eagles win tonight, I would really like to see uh, them play San Francisco. I think that'd be a much better game than it was last time, if we're able to pull that off. So, but I'm, I'm not sure of that. Um, the Ravens, I'd like to, you know, to see if the Ravens are still clicking. Uh, so, I'd love to see them against the Texans and, and see if they still have their if they still have their mojo. Those are probably the, 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 the two that I'm looking at. Um, yeah, no, that's, that's that's really probably about it. Uh, Green Bay will wait to see uh, how they're doing if Love still has some of that magic in them, and if Kansas City is still mistake-prone. You know, I was watching some of the Buffalo games, and they look okay. You know, they're not clicking either, but when you have a quarterback like they have, you always have an opportunity when you have the best player on the field. So it will be interesting to see them uh, uh, play Kansas City. And they play – that will be in Buffalo, correct? The Kansas City-Buffalo game. So that will be really interesting because I think they're both mistake-prone but they're going to put up some points, so that'll be that. That'll be a fun game, at least. All
4: right, Doc.
5: Yeah, I think you touched on. I think the the Bills Chiefs is probably the most intriguing one. I think this will be like the. I wonder if this is the first time that uh, Mahomes will have to actually play on the road because I know the past however many years they they've been at home, even when they lost to New England, that was at home. Um, <clears throat> And then, um, you know, see if Green Bay can, you know, build on what they did against the Cowboys, um, you know, against San Francisco, which and you know, it's going to be a tough road. Um, and then if CJ can, and the Texans can continue their play, um, you know, playing in Baltimore. I know, you know, a couple of years ago, Baltimore was the number one seed and lost to uh, the Titans. So we'll see if uh, they can do what they're supposed to do. I you mean, know, I think this is their best path to make it to the uh, – AFC Championship and on to the Super Bowl. But I guess you have to play the games, as Dallas
3: showed, so we'll see. Okay. All right, Tim? It, did Did he say that Dallas showed us? Anyway, <laughs> um, <laughs> um, <laughs> <laughs> Buffalo Buffalo and Kansas City I'm looking forward to. That should be a good matchup. I think the rest of them will probably be one-sided. Uh, I think Baltimore is probably going to beat uh, Houston pretty handily. Um, I think the San Francisco's uh, probably going to beat Green Bay pretty handily. Um, if Philadelphia gets into the game against Detroit, that might be a good ball game. Um, but uh, Buffalo and Kansas City is one I'm really looking forward to. Okay, uh, Precious.
2: I would have to say Buffalo, Kansas City. I really want to see what the Ravens look like um, after a, a bye week. I don't necessarily like those, so I want to see what they do. Um, and I, I'm just interested to see how San Francisco does in their game. Um, but I think the Ravens play the Texans. That, that interests me, too. So, um, But I, I think the best game, again, is going to be the Chiefs and, and the Bills,
4: for sure. Okay. All right, going to stay with you, Princess. Let's talk about the upcoming draft, your, your top six quarterbacks. Who, who you got going? Mm. Oh, my Lord.
2: I'm sorry, Duck. I didn't read all the way down to the bottom. Um, okay, so I'm, I'm, I want to see Caleb Williams, um, so I'm definitely going to put him there. But I don't know if I'm going to put him at one. I, I think I'm going to go Penix at one, Caleb Williams two, yes. Drake May three, um, I'm going to put Sam Hartman four. Um, then I'm lost after that. I can't remember who else is who's in that pool. But um, I, I gave you four duck.
4: I, I can't remember
2: who else is in that pool. All
4: right, uh, Will, what you got for Who's your top six? Yes,
6: yeah, so I go. I go number one, uh, Taylor Williams. I know he's uh, kind of up and down, but I still think the talent. He has, we'll make him go number one, Drake May. More traditional quarterback, I'll go two. Number three, I'll go with uh, Jaden Daniels uh, out of LSU, the Heisman. uh, Four, I'll go Michael Penix. Number five, I'll say J.J. McCarthy from Michigan. And number six, I guess I'll go with uh, Bo Nix from Oregon.
4: Okay. What you got for us, Lyra?
1: Oh, boy. Okay. Um, I got Caleb at number one. He, and, and he just mentioned he's up and down, but he's still going to go number one. Um, and I'm not sure if he goes to the Bears if that's the right move, but if that's what they want, that's fine. Um, Drake May is probably the old proto, you know prototypical quarterback. I think he goes number two. Jaden Daniels, who I didn't get to see a lot of this year, but after obviously went into Heisman, I got it number three. I got Penix at four, which I think – and, again, I had some concerns with Penix. But if he goes to four, depending on, on, on who he goes to, he may have some time to sit back uh, and learn. Um, I know Bo Nix is 37 years old, so I, I don't have him in there. Um, uh, I, you know, i probably – I'd throw Spencer Rattler in there before. But I know, there's, you know, he just won a national championship. They're going to love J.J. McCarthy. So, you know, it's who's ever hot. So I'd probably go J.J. J. McCarthy and then Spencer Rattler.
3: Okay. Uh, Tim, what you got for us? Um, I think I like Caleb Williams, uh, one. Um, Jalen, Jalen Jaden Daniels, um, number two. Probably Drake May, three. Penix, four. um who Sam Hartman five maybe? Uh and Spencer Rattler six. Um but I, I, I quite honestly only think that Caleb Williams is gonna be the only first rounder. That's just my opinion. Okay. okay. I
4: right, Oh, All right, I got
0: Mike Penix first because I like the way the ball comes out of his hand when he's rolling. Um it just shoots out of his hand, and he has good accuracy. Uh, Drake May throws a nice ball. I got Caleb Williams. He has first-round talent, but when you start talking about wanting to own, have ownership, then I might have a problem with him.
2: Uh,
5: I got
0: Bo Nitz, fourth. Um, I got Jordan Travis, uh, he uh, recovers from injury. I got him fifth. And I got uh, Sam Hartman and Cam Rising both. I got both of them at six. Oh, right. go either way. Oh, I thought wow. Cam Rising hmm. was okay. going to
2: stay at Utah. He's coming
0: out. I don't oh, I'm not sure, out. but I, I thought he was coming out.
4: But no, Sam Hartman at six. Is. Yeah. All right,
0: Sam no. Hartman.
5: All right, uh, Doc. Yeah, I got a, uh, I got Kayla Williams at one. Um, I got Jaden Daniels at two. I got Penix at three. Uh, Drake May at four. Um, Bo Nix at five, and then JJ McCarthy at six. Okay,
4: all right, Doc, gonna stay right with you. The question is, Chicago move on from Justin Fields. You
5: know. I- I think they should keep him, and then uh, just try to build around him. Um, you know, they can, you know, draft Marvin Harrison or um, you know the receiver from Washington. Um, but I don't think it's what they're going to do. Um, I'm, I'm sure they're they're thinking, what did they do wrong? Because it looks like Green Bay is going to go from Favre to A. Rod to Jordan Love, and they haven't had a good quarterback in a while. But um, I, I think they should keep him and kind of build around him.
4: Okay, Francis, do they move on, or should they keep him?
2: I think Justin Fields needs to move on from them if he can. But um, <laughs> that's a bigger question to me, But I, and I know that he can. He has the contract with them. But, Duck, if there's any way that they can both just move I think he should move on, and I think they should move on from him, because that ownership – has decided that that coach is okay to stay another year. I don't think they should um, that Justin Fields should go through another year um, like that. So, yeah, move on from him. Give him an opportunity to flourish somewhere else. I, I think he has NFL talent.
4: Okay, Tim? Yeah, I,
3: should Chicago move on? I don't think they should move on. Um, I think he's a good quarterback, and uh, I don't think they've given him what he needs. Um, to succeed in Chicago. But given that, um, if they do move on, um, I would love to see him in Pittsburgh. I was talking to one of my partners about that uh, earlier today. I think he would flourish in Pittsburgh. And Pittsburgh, um, you know, working with Mike Tomlin, um, I think he can be a successful quarterback. But I, Chicago just hasn't done anything to really help make him successful. Okay. Will, your
6: thoughts? I know uh, a lot of people say the argument for moving on from him would be, I guess, the rookie quarterback salary is a lot lower than what they're going to have to pay to extend fields. But I think you have to um, use this as an opportunity to build around them. You have a number one pick again. But look at the haul that they were able to get by trading to the Panthers last year for Bryce Young. Imagine what they can get by trading it for teams trying to move up for Caleb Williams, who has a lot more arm talent than uh, Bryce did last year. So I think they can get another haul of draft picks and extend fields and use those cheap rookie contracts to build and add talent around them. So I think I would keep a field, just keep building around them and see where they can, see where he can take them. All
3: right.
6: Carlos. All
0: right. Um, I think he's a good young quarterback. I think, if I'm not mistaken, that Chicago has already fired their offense coordinator, so that's the beginning. He needed a new coordinator. He needed someone that could see his talents and use his abilities. I think uh, they got D.J. Moore. I think Marvin Harrison would be a good complement on the other side. I think um, with Fields and, and the running back, they they have a running game, and that would improve their passing game with Marvin Harrison, they have a one and a four. And so they could either take Marvin with the one or the four. They could trade one and get more picks and get more offensive linemen later in the draft to help build around Justin Fields. I think he's shown the ability to throw the ball when his head is clear, and he definitely is athletic enough to run the ball. So I think he they should keep him.
4: Okay, Larry.
1: If I'm Justin Fields, the only thing I could say is, you know, I wish a canigger would. I wish they would try trade for Fields. You you go ahead. I double dare you. Go ahead, please. Because because wherever he lands, he's he's seasoned and he's got the right uh, staff around him. He's already shown you know, with any kind of talent around him, he could be talent, uh, uh, successful. Caleb is up and down, has always been up and down. Um, so with all the talent that he has and you're trying, and, and, and I think Will brought to the point that it'll save some money, but your, your franchise is going to be set back another three or four years again. Um, because he's not clearly better, you know, currently than Fields is. And in two years, I don't even see that. So again, I wish he never was. I just, I hope they do. <laughs> and he ends up his ass in in
2: Pittsburgh.
4: Larry, <laughs> hey, you got to remember, the, the K is silent. <laughs> Thank you, Larry, for using the
2: K. Thank you, Larry. My bad. You see,
4: we <laughs> had an FCC oh, oh. here. <laughs> is, there you is go. Is
2: Pickett going somewhere
0: in, in Pittsburgh? Is Pickett leaving or something?
4: Everybody's no, sending now, the quarterback to pick. No, because they need a quarterback.
3: That's part <laughs> yeah, why. Yeah, I, I think they're kind of through with picking. I think they they realize that he's not the answer. Yep. Happy yeah. hell of
4: a trade. Hey, they, hey, And they uh, and Tim, they should have listened to us when we before they drafted him because we all said that. That's right. Though. That's right. Yeah. I so, didn't
2: say that because he was a pit panther I did not say that I did not get on that bandwagon You know what, he got hurt I, I think that Mike Tomlin comes back with him I don't think they're in the, the quarterback league. I, I really don't okay,
3: I don't well, think
2: they
4: are either. Well, either I don't think they either are either Should be. Well, yeah. The thing is, how about Mike Tomlin Today, since we're talking about that Yeah He's he's up in the air So what, mm-hmm. what you guys' thought, thoughts about that? Up in the air about what? About whether he's gonna back. come back coming or not. Coming down. Mm-hmm. Yeah.
1: yeah. Oh you, he, you he mean that's his decision, you're saying?
2: He's made well, he's I'm... made it known several times that he is going to really weigh out his options after the oh. end of the season. He said his kids oh, wow. are getting up in age and he really wants to you know, he said um he wants to to really look at it this year and he's can continue to voice that.
1: Probably the last six or seven weeks very heavily. Oh, wow. hmm. Okay. I was unaware. Oh, wow. Okay. Ooh. Yeah. yeah. I,
2: 17
1: I, I, think years. He, I, I think if he has that, the ability that would be to big. pick somebody up like field, he, I, I think he might stay for a few. I don't think he stays with what they have in house right now, quarterback. Though. Well,
4: as you as you say, as you say last, like, can nigga please. <laughs>
2: Lord have mercy! I'm sorry, Spotify, iHeartRadio,
5: FCC. I, I had to look
1: it, after I got off. I had to go look it up. I said they got to be playing with me.
2: Let
3: me go look this up. Make sure this is legit.
1: I was like, "Oh,
2: Tim's like, are y'all for real? <laughs> come on, <laughs>
1: come on! I couldn't believe that." And it came from Doug. I wasn't sure he was gonna get. He's going to get me in trouble in school. I told you that one.
4: Well,
1: <laughs> use it at my job.
4: All I'm and saying is, duck is not. In, nada. Duck
2: into the shovel. <laughs> uh, <laughs> no, that nigga didn't. No, <laughs> yeah, that nigga
3: didn't.
2: <laughs>
3: oh, All right. Take of it off, Francis. All
2: right. We're going to end it right there. Thank you, gentlemen. This was. Not as bad as I, I thought. Uh, welcome to Kamala Harris, <laughs> Vice President, <laughs> here in Columbia today. Um, so and she went by to see the Gamecocks and, and Wildcats. Yeah, it was tougher in the thread than it was on the show um, because yeah, of the preacher. Nice <laughs> Buck and the preacher, that's what I'm going to say. <laughs> it was tougher.
3: It is. <laughs> Our Larry and the boy. preacher.
2: So <laughs> um, Tim Moore, Will Harris, <laughs> Larry Tisdale, Carlos mm. Bradley, did I get everybody? Duck Riley. Um, I think I got everybody. Doc, B- okay. Doc Basil. Doc, 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 Basil, my favorite, West Virginia. Yes. Um, oh. Guys, <laughs> yeah, he's become my favorite. At least he didn't mention Nick Faden so much. You guys have a <laughs> great week. Um, appreciate you all, and we'll be back tomorrow. For, it's happening in sports at 6 p.m., and then the experts at <laughs> 7 p.m. I got to get through one more day, and then I can take a breath, breath and breathe from from all of this. Tim, don't you get on the thread? And I don't want to hear from any of your homeboys, okay? No. <laughs> you don't want to hear from
1: Hawaii no
2: more. <laughs> For sure. Have a great week, gentlemen. Never had it so good. <laughs> sports radio. We'll see you all next Thanks. time. See y'all,
1: everybody.
4: All right. Be safe